Hello you guys and I guess apologies for a bit of a delay in getting a post-race reaction from London. Um, there was no no real reason behind that um, other than um, it's just been quite a like a busy week I guess you could say. Um, quite a lot of things going on. Um, the it, It's like the race finished and, and I just had things to do like um you know b back to the hotel got cleaned up or whatever and um and then you know went met my friends in central london and um you know then kind of woke up monday and like i i wasn't like super hungover or anything because i didn't go crazy but again just had things to do you know had a trip planned to ireland and um travel back and um, yeah, there, it feels like the week has just crazily just flown by and, you know, there just hasn't been time to actually sit down. I, I feel like my brain, for example, still just hasn't quite um, switched off and I've yet to like just, just fucking sit down and just be like, you know, let out a big exhale and, and just stop. Um but you know that's a really good thing. It's been a really, a really nice week, and you know London was obviously really good um, from a performance perspective. Um, but yeah, look, apologies that it's taken until now for me to just probably get a chance to just sit down and um, you know put some words together about um, I guess how it went and and what happens from here and um i guess what it what it means and 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 things like this so you know it was it was a tough weekend like you you get to the hotel and um you're you're in this bubble and and everything's really quiet and it's just it was just super super different to normal london experiences um you know you're you're sitting in this race hotel and there's torrential rain i mean you know, I ran on a treadmill the day before a race because the rain was super, super strong and um, I just didn't want to be out in it. You know, it's not that I was feeling weak or anything like this. I just, it just looked horrible. And and so I don't know at what point you're sitting there thinking, all right, in less than 24 hours or, you know, two days before it was less than 48 hours you know, we're gonna we're gonna be out there and, and we're gonna be running in that rain. Um I had heard storms were coming, we could see the trees blowing, wind, all this kind of stuff. And look, it it, it plays on your mind a bit. It's it's not it's probably not how you visualize the weekend going. And I mean not just race day, but just, just the weekend in general that you'd be soaked when you're doing like COVID tests and you're you're dropping bags for them to be sanitized and clean. You just you just didn't really prep for everything getting drenched and you being drenched and, and everybody else being drenched and so the mood just generally speaking wasn't fantastic. Um so you know look all all in all, you know, it, it was a it was a it was a big weekend for me, but it, it probably wasn't the weekend that I sorta had ever visualized or or had ever wanted i suppose you could say um so you know look get to london 
Um, every, the the hotel was great. These guys did a great job of looking after us, and um, I guess we'll 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 fast forward a little bit to race morning, and um, you know, we get on the the coach, and you get down to the race, and you know, it's really really wet. Um, I I had watched bits of the women's race. I kind of wanted to see if I could learn anything. I suppose you could say, and um, I guess what I learned, and I. And, didn't really click but I seen the women at the front end kind of going for this world record um women's only world record and and then obviously to see them fall off the pace but you never know if that's course weather um conditions or you know their, their training in general maybe they weren't but you know you have an athlete capable of running 214 in the women's race and you know she falls back to you know, I think she tries to run two sixteen or something like that, and she falls back to two eighteen. But I didn't. I don't know why to this day or to this minute, you know, I didn't stand on a start line and think right. It it looks like the goalposts have moved a bit. It's not perfect weather. It's not the lovely day that you you had visualized and and you know when you're setting goals like two eight and things like this. Like I think you need. You need things to be in your favor, not necessarily working against you. So it, I, I usually adjust goals on the start line, but I guess I guess I'd made a decision that, look, this race is set up. We have no idea when other races might, you know, happen or fall our way or have a course such as the London one that was set up. And, and so I think it was always worth giving it a go. Um, I just didn't really know how hard that was going to be. So, um, yeah, like I said, I tried to learn something from the women's race. Women's race, learned little things. You know, most people struggled in the, the later sections of the race. People were dropping out, you know, windy, wet, cold. Um, what a lot of people don't... I'll go on to explain this more, but unless you've been out there running a marathon for quite a long time in the cold and the wet things happen that you, you didn't train for um unless of course you you know you did long hard marathon efforts on cold wet windy days but most of us choose to pick days or um where you don't have to do that certainly myself so look this this is how this is this is how it goes you're 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 drenched from getting off the coach everybody had their own little area that they could sit I had so many layers on, but I was still shivering. Um, you know, my my body fat was probably ridiculously low. I can feel everything. Um, I'm shivering. I'm I'm sitting in this little waiting area. Just it was just strange. Um, you're you're hearing the women go past. You're you know you're seeing them go past. You're seeing the rain pelt them, and um, that was it. It really was like, okay, we're 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 gonna do this, yeah, and that kind of a that kind of approach and so the gun goes you know and I set off and um I kind of got into a nice rhythm pretty quickly but you know I, I I mentioned it on Instagram or I think Twitter and my breathing for the whole week leading into London wasn't great um I had done a tempo on the Monday morning and it was only three mile tempo and it's the kind of tempo that just you know shouldn't hurt me and before Antrim, I did the exact same tempo, only I was a little bit faster before Antrim, um, and heart rate was a little bit lower. 
Um, and I just finished and was like coughing and self-massaging like around my abs and the diaphragm and places like this. And it's like it's like something happens and I, and I, I wake up and all of a sudden I get really bad allergies and, and with them really bad allergies, I get like breathing problems. Not like not like allergies where your eyes water and you sniff, but a little shortness of breath, a little catch in the back of the throat, you know, a kind of like a kind of like sharpness when you're breathing. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of my listeners will have experienced this. And, you know, it happened on the Monday and I, I got a bit of treatment during the week. And and then, you know, Thursday, it wasn't as bad. But when the gun goes, I just I'm kind of like, <sighs> you know, I, I just I can just tell straight away it's not feel it's not great. Um, I don't think it holds you back that much. But it's just, it just, it's just, it's like, it's like the quote where Mike Tyson says, you know, everyone's got a plan till they get punched in the mouth. And so when the gun goes and, and your plan is to be as comfortable as you possibly can for 18 to 20 miles, it's just not what you fucking need. Like they already be like thinking your breathing's a bit hampered. Um, and so I, I thought it would settle, you know, I, I did a couple of big deep breaths and um, I do some diaphragm exercises already that are like involve big deep breaths and, and stretching the diaphragm a little bit. Um, and and like so, you know, I got to like mile five, mile six. I still didn't feel comfortable. By this point, I had let the the 208 group go because they were now running like 207 or maybe even 206 pace. There was a couple of like 445 miles, 446. And I knew it was just too fast. Um, and I wasn't, like I said, I, I was feeling worse in London than I did in Antrim and in Antrim, we were running 440, you know, much faster. So it was, it was a bizarre feeling, you know, you, you go from, you go from feeling absolutely amazing at Antrim, you know, not three weeks before at like 435 to 440 pace, the, all of a sudden at, at 445 to 450, and slower, you know, 451, 452, you're just not feeling good. Um, but I guess that's like, you know, this is, this is running, right? Before I say anything else, this is not an excuse. This is not a, a podcast, uh, you know, cry for attention or anything like that. It's just running. It doesn't matter what the fuck holds you back. Stitch, blister, stomach problems, um, breathing problems, hamstring problem. It doesn't matter. It's up to the athlete, the coach, the support team to figure it out. It's that simple. There, there's no... So I just had to deal with the fact that, okay, I'm not going to feel as good as I did at Antrim, but, you know, let's see what happens. And so I actually took my arm warmers off and my gloves thinking that, like thinking that it might just help me feel a bit more comfortable because are not as restricted or something because something just didn't just didn't quite feel right my right hip was starting to hurt a bit and 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 I was like something doesn't feel great and so um like I said it's not it's not how I envisioned it I envisioned 18 to 20 miles feeling so comfortable and so easy just because of how Antrim had gone um and yeah like it just didn't that didn't materialize um so I kind of keep going and, and, you know, you'll have read reports and um, by about mile 10, you're trying to grab your drink bottle. You, you, you go to grab it and, and you drop it. And it was, 
it was like Houston all over again when when you know your hands get so cold and your arms are pretty much numb there's fucking nothing you can do (laughs) like you try to grasp the bottle and your hand just it just folds on itself and you know you're still trying to run sub five minute miles it's not easy to stop pick it up and go again um and so it it was fucking hell it was brutal let me tell you and so around about mile 13 14 i seen the halfway split it was like 64 20 it was you know it was it was great but I just knew I didn't feel brilliant. Um, and then you're starting to watch the clock and the clock, your projected time starting to go above 209. And and then like, you know, the, the 2915 is starting to slip away. And you, you, you know that it's going to be very difficult to get back to the pace that you had kind of ran the first half. So like, like I said, like that, like 445, 448, 450, you know, times like this, like, you're now 501, 502, 501, 502. And, and actually into the wind, sometimes you're looking down and seeing like 510, 512. Um, and that's really fucking discouraging, um, let me tell you. And, and so I, I, I think I panicked a bit. And I, I, I said around mile 14, I go to this place where I'm like, like, and I can just feel it's like, and, and sorry for breathing, you know, <laughs> sounds probably weird, like, but, you know, you go to this, like, shallow breathing, um, and I, and, and panic kicks in, and, and when you start panicking, and you're shallow breathing, um, every, everything can get quite a bit much, and it's the first time in the race where I thought, you know, I don't think it's going to be my day, um, I, like, you know, you, you've tried, you, you know, you've ran for 14 miles to try to, for this breathing to come back, or, or get better, or, um, you know, your, your hands are cold, your fucking arms are freezing, your, your head hurts because, you know, it's being cold and wet and windy. And, and I guess I was feeling sorry for myself. And, and then I, I remembered, I remembered the night before the race, I text Steph 12, she had put up a post and I had, I, you know, sent an Instagram message to say, Hey, like, I guess no matter what happens tomorrow, like, try to find you know some form of happiness or or enjoy it or and and something along those lines like you know like smile and like what's the worst can happen like it's running you know it's not it's not as intense as sometimes we allow it to make ourselves believe or feel or um and that just came to me i I honestly don't know why um and and you know it made me think about it and i was like you know like there's there's probably so many people have tuned in to to watch you and and a lot of my my followers or or people that listen to this or or you know people that maybe look up race results to see how I did like they're not asking for perfection you know none of us none of us is asking for you know you to bury four fifty two miles the whole way or four fifty threes whatever but but i and i I even think like I think there'd have been a lot of sympathy from London you know it, it was really hard and you know it, it's not a lie that my breathing was so bad like I, I do have asthma and, and you know I, I do get like um, breathing problems you know it's it's not the first time I had to self-treat like breathing stitches in London not long ago and, and that's something we have to look into because maybe London and pollution and smog and all stuff like this just doesn't help my breathing Um. 
but there might have been sympathy there might have been you know a, an argument that people would have you know defended you a bit and and you know it was really tough out there and don't don't let it beat you up don't let it bother you but I guess not not why I'm different the, there, there's heaps of guys get stuck in and don't quit and things like this but I guess what I hope what I'm known for is is the kind of guy that you know even even when things are really working against me and it's not easy and my hands are freezing and my arms are freezing and my head hurts and I'm shallow breathing to the to the extent that I had to go to just breathing through my nose to to try to get my breathing back under control and I'm panicking and and you know I'm I'm really fucking freaking out on the course and and there's no real support out there you're just mind fucked because from mile 8 to mile 26 you're pretty much by yourself and every lap you have to run past 40k you have to run past 26 mile you have to you have to run past these mile markers that you're not fucking used to seeing um and and then yeah i just kind of thought like well like you can't build a reputation around a guy that you know doesn't pack it in and then like pack it in because because you're a bit cold or because you know you're not feeling as easy as maybe you you wanted to at at five minute mile pace or 455 to five minute mile pace and and so I just decided fuck it you know like well well, let's go back to one mile at a time and it brings me back to London 2018 when it was hot and it was fucking really hard and and there was bodies around the course of athletes that were just wrecked and my breathing was shite that day and um and and I just one mile at a time I let I let my Garmin do the talking you could say you know I didn't care about what I was feeling I didn't care about what my body was doing all I cared about was the next mile still being you know in 2018 it was like 508 510 so long as I still hit 508 510 I was fine you know in in London just gone it was it was 455 to five minute pace so long as I could keep keep it there then then I was okay and it was this positive reassurance so I moved uh breathing through my nose which anyone that knows breathing through your nose adds a bit of a filter to what's coming in it also heats the air up a little bit for you um I I noticed as I was doing that it it ease the panic the panic just disappeared and I, I i smiled because that's what i said i would do you know or that's what i'd sort of mentioned to staff 12 like hey like like smile and and you know try to find like like a bit of enjoyment and um i moved to like that that headspace and then i moved to my mantras and and you know i i said you are a fucking animal and you know my mantras are i'm an animal i have a world-class running economy and i'm the best marathon runner in ireland and and whether or not any of those are true, I believe them to be true. Um, and so when I say it, and I say it to myself, it means something. And I remind it reminds me. You know, everyone has doubts, and everyone has these these feelings of of insecurity, doubt. Do I need to pull out? I can't do this. But when you go back to those basic things that you really do believe in and they mean something to you, it, it flips a switch and, and things start to become a bit more positive. Um, and then all of a sudden, the lap, the lap just kept feeling shorter. You know, I moved to a place where I was like, fuck me, this is flying by. And 
then I then I stopped breathing through my nose and I started breathing out. So every time you breathe out, like your body naturally breathes in for you. And so I allowed that to happen for a while. Um, and then actually the 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 race just started to go my way. You know, I started passing people and, and it's like I had I'd lived to fight another day by getting through that really rough patch. And then things actually really started to go my way. It was a real struggle to keep the drink situation rolling because I was freezing. The when when you grab your bottle and you eventually pick it up, trying to squeeze the bottle and suck juice out of it is not easy to do when you're freezing cold. Let me tell you. Um, and so yeah, so I I I I started thinking in my head like remember the basics, you know, and the basics are don't don't surge you know, drink your drinks, stick to your drink strategy and, and, you know, stay positive. Um, and there was, a, there was support at the media section around the course, you know, there was, there was a couple of guys who were kind of really getting behind me. And at this point they could probably tell that you were passing people and they were telling me how, how, how hard people were struggling and, and, you know, start, start going for them and start attacking them. And, you know, that's when I moved to, I I basically had you know you can't tell everybody before the race that you know you're you're gonna go hunting at mile eighteen or twenty and you know pack it in at fucking fourteen um and so I, I swear to God in my head I just moved to let's go hunting and I just started trying to pick off bodies that I could up ahead of me and um then it moved to physical pain so the breathing the breathing was in a place that I could I could manage. Um, my heart rate was far lower than what it normally is. And I do believe that because of the breathing and the weather, I couldn't push anywhere near as hard as what I normally do in a marathon. You know, my average heart rate was probably five or six beats lower than what it normally would be, for example. Um, and then obviously post-race, I was nowhere near as beat up as what I normally would be. And I think that's that tells me that I didn't like I was more beat up after Antrim than you know I was after the marathon um which tells you that at Antrim you were able to push really really hard but you know in London you were a, you were able to work as hard as you could on the day but maybe just not as hard as your body's capable of if breathing had been okay and, and weather had been better so the pain moved a bit of physical you know my right hamstring my right hip you know right from about mile six didn't feel great felt a bit tight I didn't know what really I had never really felt it before I didn't know what was happening but the marathon's just one of those funny old days where it, it really doesn't matter what's happening you just have to fucking deal with it it's that simple um you have to fucking figure it out <laughs> even if it's on the go like it's just that cruel um and so yeah like I I, I could feel my right hamstring and so I really wanted to pick it up a bit and with two laps to go I wanted to start racing and and unfortunately I I got the pace down to like 450 452 and and my right hamstring just told me no and so I had to just manage that and so I was able to slow off again back to 5 minute mile pace and and I once I sort of went back to 5 minute mile pace the the cramping and the soreness in the hamstring was was manageable um and it was too late in the race to take any chances. So as I was working out roughly what splits I needed for, you know, sub 210, um, I, I, I could tell that I could keep going at the speed I was going. And, you know, I might 
sort of sneak under it. Um, and then with a lap to go, I, I kind of just zoned out and just not raced, but like just pushed as hard as I kind of could at the time. Um, but you know, you're, you're looking at my, my max heart rate in that last lap, maybe being like 169, 170. Whereas, you know, my max heart rate in, in Houston, in Dublin, in Houston the year before was probably like 178, like, you know, 10 beats higher. And I don't know if it was the, the cold, everyone knows cold brings your heart rate down a bit, but I've ran in cold marathons before and, and the heart rate's still being a lot higher. Um, I, I think it was the bit of panic. I think it was the breathing. I'm not really sure. So I finished and um, I was actually really upset, um, which is crazy, you know, like I'm, I'm supposed to be really happy. And I, I was just, honestly, I, I, I felt traumatized. It's, it's, it's a strange feeling. I felt beat up. I felt cold. I felt I was shivering. I was I was speechless because I was just so cold and soaked. And 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 I think I was upset because I am fucking really tired of finishing a marathon and and having this what if you know like what if the weather was a bit nicer? What if it wasn't seventeen eighteen mile per hour winds again? What if it wasn't you know pissing down rain and eight celsius and so it probably actually felt like three i don't know you know i i was having a little moment of just probably feeling sorry for myself and and it didn't hit me for about two days that i just broke fucking 210 for a marathon and and then i think it hit me you know like two days later i'm sitting there and i was like you know you you just broke 210 for a marathon that's when people ask you what do you run for a marathon you get to say 2-0 you know and 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 I'm so proud of myself you know I'm I'm you know I know this is this has been difficult and and it's been a tough journey and there's been times where I wanted to quit and you know things have moved on and and you know we we can talk about what contributes to fast times at the moment and and this sort of stuff but there, there is nothing quite that con- there is nothing that contributes to my times more. I've been, I've been um, since twenty eighteen. I can tell you now that there is nothing contributing to my times that wasn't already in twenty eighteen. If you understand what that means, and so when I ran two fifteen fifty five in London in twenty eighteen. There could have been an argument at the end of the race that, you know, something that day helped contribute to my result. There's a lot of hard work, but, you know, if we're talking technological advancements and things like that, and, you know, it, it contributed to Houston and um, from 215 to 214 to 212 to 211 and now 209, you know, I, I still made these improvements, like, we can argue that there's certain things have contributed and, and I'm look guys, I'm in on that argument too. You know, I'm, I'm not clueless. I'm not stupid. Um, but I can tell you there's a six minute improvement there that, you know, I can, I can put down to things other than technological advancements because I'm trying to say in 2018, you know, these advances existed then, you know, there's, there's pictures everywhere that you know people remind me um 
but there's a lot of hard work has gone in. There's a, there's a lot of work with psychologists. There's there's a new psychiatrist I talk to, and you know none of this is cheap. I'm I'm really lucky to have the support of Athletics Northern Ireland who 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 back me, and you know Athletics Ireland you know have have also backed me, and um and that helps cover and, and pay for these expenses. You know talking to a psychiatrist isn't cheap, um but it but it really helps and. And, you know, I I don't know if I'd be able to make these um, adjustments on the go with my psychology if it wasn't for the help that I get in those areas. And um, to be able to, you know, to be able to flip from panic in the heart of battle, essentially, to, to calm and to, to smile. And even if it means just having to jog the rest of the race, let's just let's just fucking chill out. Let's just calm down. Um and you know, I really don't know if I'd do that. The the other thing I'm gonna say is and this is quite hard for me and quite not sad for me, but you know, sport is something I'm really good at and, and you know, gun goes and I, I just don't have an ounce of quit in me. I I could never quit even if I wanted to. I, I, I said after the race, someone could have shouted from the side of the road that they'd pay me twenty thousand pounds to stop. I wouldn't do it. Because you can't you cannot buy the feeling of achievement when you finish and you don't quit when you when you persevere and you push through and um for all my faults and the fact that I do have to speak to psychiatrists and the fact that I do have a lot of fucking problems is probably something that's a polite way of saying it i think it makes me a resilient and strong and powerful and so for all my things that i talk to these people about to uh, I hate to say like fix, you know, a part of it also must make me a strong fucker. That's all I can say, because if it comes back to like when I when I told you guys about the King Arthur quote and, you know, it says that, um, you know, not um, the, the mage is asking him, you know, have you have you watched everything that you need to watch? And he needs to watch his mum being killed. He needs to watch his dad being killed. It's it's fucking horrible things that. You know, he has memories that he has to relive. Um, and she says, you know, don't get me wrong. I couldn't do it. And and probably 99.9% of the population couldn't either. But, you know, you have to. And that's why you'll be king. And I, I think of things like that. And I live by things like that. And I don't know how many people at London outperformed on a day like that. I'm I'm so proud of myself that on a day that I don't think you were supposed to break national records and and run PBs and I you know you look down at result sheets sometimes and you see PB 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 national record national record PB PB and your brain kind of thinks well well fuck me you know did you just need to be on the start line that day and you got a PB um I don't think that was the case for London. I don't I don't think London was the day for people to break records and run PBs and but you know I don't have the the following I have and the support that I have from you guys as being just just another person standing on a start line banking a PB because everybody else did. At the end of the day, I think you guys follow and support me because you know that there's something maybe a bit different. And I'm not perfect, and you know I've I have all sorts of fucking problems that I don't tell the half of people. You know my my brain's a, a pretty scary place to live, and um, 
but somehow I figure it out and I adjust and, and I, I, you know, days like Sunday, I'm a, just a fucking resilient person and I persevere and I don't quit and, and, you know, it, it ends up giving me these big results and, and, you know, then I get flooded with support and, 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 you know, really lovely messages. And it, it took me about two days before I just stood in front of a mirror and looked in the mirror and, and smiled and, and just was like, how the fuck do you do that? I, I like, I mean, I'm, my eyes are watering with tears because I, I don't know how I do it. You know, I, I don't, I just, it just happens and I do it and I finish and I fucking beat myself up about something that I wish was better. And I guess that's the part of that's a bit fucked up and I'm never satisfied. And, but that's what makes you, I don't know, warrior and work hard and, and, you know, the animal that I've built this reputation of trying to be and trying to live up to. And, um, the sad part was, is that, you know, one of my buddies at home was, was asking me like, you know, I, I don't know how you do it. You know, I couldn't do that. And, and, you know, neither could a lot of people. And I sort of said, like, I, I think the scary thing is, is that to be able to, to be able to do things like that and, and to be able to push beyond limits and to be able to, I think a party needs to be a bit, you know, not fucked up, but I think it's the part of me that is a little bit wrong is the part of me that can go to those places and 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 not struggle and survive because I guess adversity just makes you stronger and and so if you've been places in your past that you know you never really wanted to be or you didn't ever think you could get through but you do I think it makes days like that just seem normal even though it's definitely fucking not normal um but yeah, you know, look, it was it was really good. I think it's going to open a lot of doors for me. And all I've ever wanted was was time, support, people to believe in me. And, and with that belief comes funding and financial help. And this sport's not free. It's not easy to create these results. You have to buy these results, so to speak. And altitude wasn't cheap. The camp with Mo and Butchie and Bashir, that's not free. You know, that's, that's three to four thousand pound of accommodation bills and hotels and rental cars and these results are certainly not free and so all I ever wanted was the financial backing and time if I had both I knew I could do some special things and um, you know the game's changed a bit and, and we all have to adapt and I don't know what the time means I don't know what it means Um, you know people are talking about shoes and people are talking about and, and I and I think these things like this and these topics deserve time and, and they deserve our attention. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, my achievement was more than a time. You know, my achievement was overcoming all sorts of mental and, and physical battles that I go through, whether it was injuries or psychological doubt or, you know, the bad breathing or the bad weather. Like, I can tell you that no shoe in the world can help you with these things. You have to help yourself. And you should never rely on, on anything but yourself to put measures in place that's going to help support your weaknesses. Um, of course, there's going to be, there is going to be advances and there is going to be things that can act as a, you know, a cherry on the top of a cake. But, you know, you need to build your own fucking cake and you need to manage your own cake. And, and I hope that's something that I've done a good job of. And, and I think that's what's going to help create 
more consistent and, and faster results in future. Um, and I've no doubt that, you know, from I've no doubt already that I could have ran. And I, I mean this like I could have ran between probably like 207.40 and, and 208.30 um, if the weather had gone, even if the weather had gone my way. And then, you know, if I didn't have the breathing problems and I felt similar to the dead Antrim, you know, I have no idea. Um, I probably averaged 85 mile a week for that buildup. Um, and so there's there's lots of areas where, where I can improve. And um, I think there's a big result there. I, I, I you know, I, I was in Ireland and um, I was asked, like, you know, what time do I, I think I can run? And, and I said 206. Um, and it sounded greedy and, and it sounded really fast, but I think I can run, I think I can handle 450s and, and I could see that with more strength, you know, with, with more training and stronger in the gym and, and, and stronger on the trails and things like that, like, I think I can do it. Um, but it, it, but it won't be easy and there'll be a lot of psychological battles between now and then. And, um, but all I care about is getting better. Um, being being a far better human, I've done a really good job these last six weeks of improving how I handle myself and situations, and and being more calm, and and you know this whole idea of being present, and um and and I'm 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 more focused on things like that sometimes than even running. I I just I swear to God I just want to be a good person. Like I I want to be a good role model. I want to teach people not to quit. I want to um the, the the times you know things like this it doesn't matter you know results matter being able to perform on a day when nobody else was you know excited about performing that matters that says something that sends out a message that you know to your to the people that support you to the people who maybe you inspire a bit that on a shitty old day that's the day that they want to step up that's the day that they want to perform and um but ultimately, I just I just want to be a good person, um, and and that's so so important to me. And it's not that I it's not because I think I'm a bad person. I just think this is a really tough world, and and if you can be a supportive and caring and and you know trustworthy person, it it goes such a long way. in, in a world where we're we're just surrounded by shite, <laughs> you know, and and hardship and 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 mean things happen to good people and. Um, so if I can be anything, that's, you know, what I'd want to be, um, and, and help people and inspire people and, and push messages to people that says like, you know, let's support each other. And, um, you know, I, I, I run quick times and I perform and, and then, you know, I, I, I get through the weather, I get through the breathing problem, I get through these things and, and I still have people will troll me and, and, you know, try to beat me up or, or try to like, not physically, but, you know, try to say things that they know can hit home or, you know, and, um, that's just the world that we live in. Nobody's protected from it. We're all, we're all targets. And, um, you know, of myself and, and the people listening to my podcast, for example, if we can be better and, and we can take care of people and, and we can help inspire people and, and, you know, say nice things to people and treat people well, even when we're hurt. You know, one of the one of the really important things you have to remember is it's not all about you, you know, and, and that appeals to me, too, or, or applies to me, too. It's not all about me. And sometimes you have to care for others, even when when you're hurting yourself or sometimes even when they've hurt you, you know. I was always quite spiteful and tried to hurt people back if they hurt me. And, 
in school that might have been physical by fighting later on in life it might have just been hurtful comments or or hurtful ideas and 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 I've really tried to transform myself into being a person that's not like that and I just want to be you know I, I said it before and it's like imagining that you're going to die and and that's not a nice thing to imagine but imagine you're going to die and you're the people around you are going to stand up and give a speech and you know what do you want them to say you know you want them to say you were selfish selfish but driven and achieve good things or you know achieve good things but was such a loving and caring and supportive person you know there's have a little think about what sort of what sort of words and what sort of things mean something to you and and then live by those values as much as you can none of us are perfect we're always going to trip up a little bit and trip over but you know get back at it and um but yeah guys look thanks for listening and um i i hope this is the the podcast that you maybe wanted um it, it was a really fucking hard day it's going to take me a long time to process how difficult that was um but you know thanks so much for the support and and you know i i should i really want to thank under armor and athletics northern ireland and athletics ireland and you know rob demid who helped coach me um pretty much from lockdown i got in touch and um you know i did my own thing up in in font and i think rob was was happier for me to just sort of figure it out with the guys up there and the company that was up there but the two crucial things that you know rob brought to the table was going back to that 10k half marathon stuff and um and then also the taper the taper was sensational um you know Stephen Haas my agent who's been with me for you know fuck me like since I was a a rugby player apparently you know four years ago Haas Haas had no didn't have to help me you know I didn't have to take me in didn't have to let me sleep in his his office for free didn't never ever charge me a penny rent um always always did his best to get behind me i i probably because i'm fucking funny in the head pushed them away so many times and that's what i do people get close to me and i i try to push them away and i i don't let a lot of people in i don't let a lot of people that close to me um and and you know has just always just wanted to help so you know he's a he's a really good guy and really good man very 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 good man i've met his family and um there's there's you know it's very obvious to see why he's as he's as nice a guy as he is they're so lovely um you know i i guess family and and friends close to me a couple of my friends flew over to london and you know i i i tweeted something the other day about before i started talking to the psychiatrist and i had to fill in these forms and one of the questions there was a couple of hard questions on these forms but one of the questions was you know like do you feel loved and one being never five being all the time and you know i answered two which said like rarely um and and i think that was unfair because you know i think love exists for all of us we sometimes just don't allow ourselves to either be loved or to to recognize when people are doing lovely things for us if they care if they ask how you are um if they you know come and bike with you when you're doing a training session you know go run with you maybe when they don't feel like it but you wanted to hug you cook their love is everywhere if you're willing to allow yourself to feel it 
and and you know be open to the fact that people probably really do love you um and i think i just had the blinkers on and and i was trying to ignore the fact that there's a lot of people really do care for me and and love me so um look that's a maybe not a five all the time but it's a lot higher than a two you know i can tell you that um all right guys i'm gonna leave you there take care bye bye now